It's another edition of the Boilers Extra podcast on this Saturday night on the road back from Michigan State. And as you know, uh, extremely disappointing uh, performance today by Purdue uh, at Michigan State. They only lose by three, but when you have 17 turnovers, it feels like a lot more. And we're doing the podcast after the Wisconsin Rutgers game because I want to be able, I wanted to be able to know what happened in that game, and you know, try to look at the big picture stuff of what's coming up. Wisconsin did beat Rutgers. It was a close game. I think it was 66-61. Stopped off, uh, I believe, in Coldwater, Michigan, at a BW3s, and watched the second half of the game. Uh, Rutgers had had opportunities to um, move ahead of Wisconsin, but you know just didn't didn't get it done. Wisconsin's a solid team, I think. I think we all know that. But uh, Purdue, I will say this: those that were rooting for Rutgers to beat Wisconsin, which you sh- you should, but when you turn the ball over seventeen times, you really don't. You haven't put yourself in a position to get any breaks. And, yes, if Rutgers would have beat Wisconsin, Purdue, and the Badgers would still be tied atop the Big Ten, but they didn't. And, again, when you turn the ball over 17 times the way that Purdue did, you don't you don't get any breaks. Sorry, you just don't get any breaks. And that was the story of the game, the turnovers. Purdue had 17 of them. They had eight in the first eight minutes of the second half, fell behind by 11 points. They got back into it. They tied it uh, twice. Um, but, you know, Tyson Walker hits a three with 1.4 seconds to go, and that was uh, the game winner. But, again, it's it's the turnovers. Uh, there were some offensive fouls in there. Uh, but just Purdue being very careless with the the basketball, um, and, and the, the turnovers. Yeah, Michigan State did score, I believe, 16 points off the turnovers, which is significant. Uh, it's just about a, a point of turnover there. But the bigger, the bigger crime in this whole thing is that Purdue shot the ball well when it would get shots. It shot 52 percent from the field but it only attempted 48 field goals. Uh, but Michigan State had, I think, uh, nine more attempts than Purdue. You know, they hit nine threes. Purdue hit one three. And, and part of that, part of that is that Purdue was going inside to, to Zach Eady and Travion Williams. But the other part of it was that Michigan State wanted to take away Purdue's three-point shooting. Uh, and again, and I've mentioned this before. It's always it's a three-sided story. You know, you got Purdue side, you got Michigan State side. Somewhere in the middle uh, lies the truth. Uh, but Michigan State did a good job uh, on on the three-point line, forcing Purdue to to go inside. Zach Eady had a big day with 25 points, but he got called for a couple offensive fouls late in the first half that took away opportunities for Purdue to score. And that's what the turnovers did. 
you know, if you're going to shoot 52% from the field and you have 17 turnovers, and if you take away half those turnovers, you know, you're down to about eight or nine. And if you're going to shoot 52%, then of those nine extra opportunities or eight extra opportunities, you're going to make four based on the trend of the game. And even if you threw it into Zach Eady eight or nine times, he's going to score four or five times. So you left at least ten points off the board. And who knows how many points Michigan State would not have scored if you cut those turnovers in half. But it was it was a serious problem uh, today in this game. And, you know, that's why Purdue lost. I know they came back. I know they came back from 11 points. Um, you know, they were pretty close to going to overtime. But they, they, were, they, they should not have been that close. But they were, and you, you credit, credit them for fighting back. But, you know, the turnovers just absolutely killed them today. And they've had high turnover games before. But I, I just don't remember turnovers like this really hampering this team the way it did today. And I'll be honest, I, I'm, Michigan State is, is, is okay. They have a nice team. They're young. Their better players are younger, younger guys. But this is a game that, you know, Purdue had every opportunity to win if it just would have taken care of the basketball. And it, and it did. And it cost them. It cost them first place in the Big Ten. Uh, and might cost them a piece of the the regular season title. Because um, you know now you got to go to Wisconsin. That's a must win if you're going to get a piece of the title. And that's probably the best scenario for Purdue right now is getting a piece of it. Um, but you know, if you if you if you're going if you want a share of it, you got to win Tuesday. Um, but you know, the game today um, just seemed you know Purdue was was sloppy and inefficient. Uh, didn't seem to value the basketball that much. Um, you know, I was trying to think. You know, if there are five losses, they all range on scale of disappointment. Uh, but, you know, it's the third time they've got beaten on kind of a last-second shot. You know, Ron Harper Jr., Tyson Walker today, then Robert Finnessy. Finnessy's shot came with like 16 seconds to go, and Purdue still had another opportunity uh, to to win that game, but didn't. But uh, still, you know, three games have come down to one shot for Purdue, and then you had the blowout at Michigan and the loss to Wisconsin. You know, back in uh, back in January. So, you know, they've been close in some of these games, but you know, they haven't been able to pull it through. And today, you know, as I said, it's it's, it's to me, it's all about turnovers. And, you know, they they obviously have to clean that area up. You know, when Matt Painter met with the media on um, Thursday, you know, he said turnovers are the number one thing that they have to keep under control. You know, they only had seven against Rutgers, and they won the game. They're 8-0 when they have single-digit turnovers. 
and they're also shooting like 53% from the field when they have single-digit turnovers in the game. So the blueprint is there for Purdue, and it just has to take care of the ball. And, it, you know, it, it didn't. You know, calls are not going to go their way on the road, all that kind of stuff. Zach Edie is, you know, he, he gets pushed, he gets bumped, he gets held. Um, and they're just, I mean, they're just not going to call that on the road. You know, his, his fourth foul probably should have been a hook and hold on uh, Julius Marble. Um, who goes down and hits two free throws to give them the lead. And, you know, if, if the hook and hold is called, you know, Purdue gets two free throws at that time. But, you know, it's not it, it wasn't called, so you move on. Um, you move on and play. And, you know, Zach gets frustrated because, you know, he feels like, you know, he's getting beat up down there and they're not calling it. But then, you know, when he fouls, you know, it's just one of those things where you can't you can't control it, and he's got to he's got to learn to play through all that stuff. And I think for the most part this year he has, but you, you could understand his frustration um, in, in these situations. And you know, he doesn't feel like he's doing a whole lot wrong. Zach is a guy that doesn't show a lot of emotion from a negative standpoint. So when he puts his arms up in the air or has that look on his face, you know, he really doesn't feel like he's done anything wrong or he, he's getting fouled and they're not and they're not calling it. And it's the old, it's the old syndrome with officiating where the bigger the guy, the less fouls they call because, you know, he's big enough, he's strong enough, you know, he, he didn't get fouled. And, you know, that's that's kind of how officials approach things like that. But Zach will be fine, and uh, Travion, you know, made some key buckets down the stretch to keep Purdue in the game. Uh, but just, you know, as I said, too many turnovers. Jake Nivey had five, Travion had four. Um, and, and it goes back, a lot of it goes back to just trying to do a little bit too much. You know, as, as Painter preaches all the time, keep it simple. But they have too many players that don't follow that follow that lead uh, they you know they're trying to you know you try to hit a home run when all you need is a single and trying to make everything spectacular when it doesn't need to be you know there were plenty of times you know Jaden Ivy got caught in the air trying to make you know trying to make a play underneath a basket or in, in the lane and you end up being a turnover you know they the guards at times this year have done a good job of getting in the lane, drawing defenders, and then dumping off the Zach or Travion. Well, today, you know, it was just, you know, it was sloppy in there. The timing was a bit off. Uh, Michigan State did a good job of coming over with help and rotating. So those plays really were not there for, for most of the game. But Purdue kept trying to do it. Uh, so... It, you know, we've seen this team handle the ball well, and we've seen them be sloppy. Uh, so, and, you know, Michigan State was content on not doubling uh, Zach or Travion, letting them go one-on-one because they didn't want to get burned by the, the three-pointer. Uh, and, you know, maybe other teams have done that. Other teams have tried to take away the three. 
from Purdue and then play the play the big guys straight up with no help. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's not. I don't think you come out of that going, well, that's the blueprint to beat Purdue. Um, today, Purdue beat itself. Um, you know, they self-destructed, in my opinion, uh, in this game. You know, with so much riding on the line and having a week off, or a week not to play any games, had two days off and three days or two days of practice. You know, I I thought they'd be a little bit sharper than what they were in the in the turnover category, but you know they they were not, and now you know they have themselves. They can only all they can do is look in the mirror. Uh, with an opportunity to, to go out and, and win the Big Ten by themselves, uh, that's pretty. I, that's pretty much gone. Because after Tuesday, Wisconsin plays Nebraska, and Wisconsin's not losing to Nebraska, uh, not at home. So, you know, Purdue Purdue wants to share the Big Ten title. You know, it's going to have to it's going to have to beat Wisconsin in Madison on Tuesday night. It's it's really, really simple now, and it doesn't matter what Illinois does. It doesn't matter what Ohio State does to some extent. You know, Purdue has to go win that game on Tuesday to have an opportunity to get a share of the Big Ten title. And if Wisconsin wins it, uh, they'll, I believe, they'll get a share, even though they can't. They can't. I don't they can go outright unless Illinois and Ohio State suffer a loss between now and Tuesday. Um, but, you know, as I said, with Wisconsin getting getting Nebraska in its final game, you know, they can, they can play the backups and beat Nebraska. Uh, so, so, again, it was a tough day for Purdue. Um, the other part of it is uh, they, they, they were on the outside looking in as far as the number one seed goes in the NCAA tournament. Um, and this probably puts them uh, out of that discussion. Uh, more, most likely assuming that, you know, Purdue can win a couple games here to close out the regular season and then, you know, win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament, they're probably headed for a number two seed. You know, I, you know, if they would lose Tuesday, could they drop to a number three? You know, quite possibly. Yeah, and I don't think any. You know, I don't think anything is set in stone. Uh, they would not. You know, it'd be the first time this year they, they'd lost two in a row. Um, so, you know, Purdue's still got a lot to play for from a Big Ten perspective and also from a NCAA perspective. Uh, but I, I just don't think they can get back in the conversation. I, yeah, I know Kentucky lost today. I know Auburn lost today. Uh, Kansas is playing Baylor tonight. So that, you know, you could have Kansas and Baylor on the top line after tonight since Auburn lost. You know, you go Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, Baylor, or Gonzaga, Gonzaga Arizona, Baylor, Kansas, depending on the outcome of the game. Those four are probably are in position right now. You know, Purdue would have won today and then beat Wisconsin. You know, and fit, you know, won the outright title, 
won a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, and I think they would have been a player for a number one seed. But now I, that it, I think it's it's too too big of a hill to climb right now. Uh, Purdue just has to protect itself from falling uh, any farther uh, than a number two. You know, you wanna you wanna go play in Indianapolis in that in those first couple rounds. You don't want someone to sneak ahead of you uh, in the seed order uh, and knock you out of playing in Indianapolis because you know right now the two teams that would likely play in Indianapolis as the seeded teams, the top four seeded teams, would be Kentucky and Purdue because of their proximity to uh, Gainbridge Fieldhouse. But I really don't know if there's any other team that could sneak ahead of them from, you know, from a regional standpoint. Illinois would come to mind, but they would have to probably get on a roll here late. I believe there's a first and second round uh, site in Milwaukee, and that would uh, that would put Wisconsin there. Uh, but when you start looking at who's closest to Indianapolis, you know Purdue, Purdue and Kentucky are probably the top two there. Now, as far as going, trying to get a pass to go from. Indianapolis to Chicago, you know, that might be a little bit more difficult now for Purdue uh, to do that. Um, but whether you're a two-seed or a three-seed, you know, you know they, they, they can still get, they, they can still go through Chicago, uh, which, you know, it's the, be- the best-case scenario for them. But, um, you know, we'll see how this how this how this plays out? There's a lot more games left. You know, nothing is really decided, um, and you know, Purdue just has to clean up its turnovers uh, in order to, to have a chance to beat some of the elite teams that they're going to have to face, not only in the Big Ten but in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, Jake Ivey never really got going today. Um, he, he finished with 16. Purdue did a good job early at getting the free throw line, uh, and ended up shooting nine more free throws than than uh, than Michigan State. But it just, you know, they needed to hit some threes today, and they didn't. They're one for nine. Uh, they missed their last seven, uh, but you know, it just didn't didn't work for them today. Uh, but again, Tuesday in Madison is going to be the game of the year. Uh, for both teams uh, to, to see who can whether this will be an outright championship for Wisconsin or a shared championship with Purdue and Wisconsin and whoever else wants to join the party uh, you could have you potentially could have a four way tie for the uh, for the championship of the Big Ten probably won't happen but uh, the opportunity there does exist, and you know you got this final week where you have a lot of good head-to-head matchups that are going to take place, and you know this thing is going to play out that way. And Purdue's in a good position from a tiebreaker standpoint because they have beaten Illinois twice, uh, they have beaten Ohio State. Now. Uh, 
so they, you know, they're in good shape from that standpoint. Because those, you know, the, the four teams that are that are right there is Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, and Ohio State. You know, they've already lost to Wisconsin, but somehow if they could, you know, beat them on Tuesday, then that would even their record at one on one. And then you start going through the, the remainder of the teams in the Big Ten, starting at the top. Uh, and you know, Illinois being where it's at, the fact that Purdue has beaten them twice really, really helps them when it comes to tie-breaking uh, situations. And um, so, but but we'll see. First business is trying to beat Wisconsin on Tuesday. And, and again, if Purdue doesn't clean up the turnovers because Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over. You know, they're averaging about 80 game, and you know, produced this. That was their bugaboo on Saturday was the turnovers, and we again we've seen them make uh, commit double digit turnovers, but today was a little different. Felt a little different. Looked different. Um, you know, Michigan State got in their grill a little bit, made some steals. Uh, so whether that bothered Purdue to a point where the turnovers started them out. I mean, you, you go to the start of the second half and Purdue gets the first bucket of the second half and then turns it over three straight times. They turn it over on four of the first five possessions and then as I mentioned they, they were basically going a turnover a minute um, there where uh, Michigan State started to, to get control of the game and stretch their lead and make it really difficult uh, on Purdue to to come back and win this game. And they almost did. They almost did, but um, it didn't work out for uh, Purdue uh, today. So it's pretty simple on Tuesday. Purdue needs to win to, get, to try to get a share of the title. And if they don't, they're probably looking at you know the two or three seed. And again, those tiebreakers with Illinois are going to help them kind of stay in that position uh, instead of dropping a whole lot uh, down. Well, we appreciate you stopping by uh, on the, for the podcast. Uh, I'll be back Tuesday in the wee hours of Wednesday morning to recap what happened at Wisconsin. Uh, some of you are probably thinking, I already know what's going to happen. Well, might be right but you know Purdue needs to regroup after what happened today and um, get itself uh, in the right position not only going to the Big Ten tournament but the NCAA tournament Uh, Purdue can still make some noise in the NCAA tournament but you know it's going to have to be more efficient in taking care of the ball you know their defense is going to have to make some stops and Purdue's going to have to get a three-point game going uh, because you know the, the, they're going to, you know, if, if they're going to go one for nine for three-point range, then that's not going to work for them. But plenty of time to discuss the NCAA tournament once the pairings come out and everyone's set and see where Purdue lands. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, be back after Tuesday's game at Wisconsin to recap what happened in Madison. And therefore, we will bid you good night, have a good day, and we'll talk to you after the game in uh, Wisconsin.